0: queer medium
1: my name is Luke Smith and I am Sebastian I am also using a different voice right now in case you haven't perceived it's very bassy yes and it's a lead-in into an Australian study
0: oh yes this was a (laughs) this was a fantastic study entertaining study tell me more about this study that came out of Australia?
1: Well, the basic conclusion is uh, when they did testing on a naive audience, so you just get people in and you don't really tell them what you're testing about, they could easily tell the difference between a gay man's voice and a straight man's voice, but they could not identify bisexual men's voices as being bisexual. And what's more, they actually found that on average they judged the voices of bisexual men to be more masculine sounding on average than the heterosexual voices
2: mm-hmm.
1: now there actually are uh, in as much as there is such a thing as a bisexual stereotype which there kind of isn't but there kind of is but not really uh, within the community there is sort of this, this sort of uh, received knowledge whether true or false that bisexual men are on average more masculine than the, 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 the gay identified ones I think that's one of those things that if somebody did study it and then they could prove conclusively that your average person judges your average bisexual man to be more more bisexual, I would go, oh, okay, I could see that. And if they said, actually, no, that's not true. That's, that's, uh, that, that when, when you actually put that in a lab environment, it, it shakes out to be something completely different. I would just sit there and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, fine. I could see that being a thing. <laughs> I
0: was I was looking it up, being like, like what? Who are famously bisexual people that I'm like that just give off straight vibes? But yeah, you're right. It is really hard to kind of identify folks who move in and out of queer spaces in in such that way.
1: Well, David Bowie is a famous example.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: David Bowie just kind of gave off like artist vibes. Mm. You know, like is he is he gay or is he European or is he just a painter? You know, there, there is that kind of, that sort of thing, like, you know, are, are they a queer activist or are they just color their hair green because they're a sound producer? Mm -hmm. You know, like there's that, that kind of a artist or queer kind of a vibe and that, that's definitely a thing for sure. But, um, I, I've seen similar studies to this in the past, uh, judging, um, well, usually what they do is they call them gay sounding because you do have heterosexual men who yeah. have voices that are considered to be gay-sounding. And, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, if you want to get into celebrity examples, a lot of people had some comments about the speaking voice of Michael Jackson. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, they also refer to it as the gay-sounding voice because not all gay men have the gay-sounding voice. Mm-hmm. So they, they say gay-sounding and not gay because then it's a little bit more accurate to what it is that you're studying. Uh, while also not stamp, stepping back from the fact that you are studying gay men. Yeah. Um, and they, they, I know that linguists have looked at it to see, like, what are the markers? And, you know, a lot of people say that they lisp. But, well, then they started doing studies on, you know, tongue placement and lip rounding and all that, and they actually found that, no, the, the gay-sounding voice is not about lisping. And they actually found weird things, like gay men pronounce their L's for a fraction the of a song or longer.
0: Hmm... Than... So... What's a good L word that has... Malicious. Malicious? Yeah. Malicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> malicious. You're, you're going to start saying... That. I'm just going to say malicious over again. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. I can get behind that. Okay. It's worth okay. noting for our audience that you studied as a linguist. Yes, I did. Study as linguist, <laughs> so yes. this
1: is... But we're also talking about like five milliseconds longer. Oh, okay, yeah. So, it's it fractional, but... It, when you're talking about language, um, the human brain is a computer that can process language at super speeds. Like, mm-hmm. computers struggle to keep up with the human brain when it comes to processing language. But the human brain is designed around it. So, yeah. I mean, it's that's, that's kind of a... It's sort of like a... What was... Uh, the dolphin, I think it's like a third of its brain is dedicated just to the, the echolocation that it uses. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we kind of have... It's not quite the similar thing because we don't have a giant protruding bulb on the front of our skulls. Not yet. The way that dolphins do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, there are memes about people with giant protruding bulbs in the front of their skulls from having achieved enlightenment. But uh, my favorite one is the one where the brain is so big they sit on it like a couch. Um, but
0: um, it makes me think. So you know, maybe this ties into, um, I don't know, because I feel like how we sound
1: is a reflection of the spaces that we are physically in. It can be, but there is a weird phenomenon. I, it, it's the kind of thing that like, I, as a gay man who have traveled, could say, but I think your average person, it would be non-PC for them to say it. When I lived in Hong Kong, there were a lot of Cantonese and Filipino people there. I did not speak Cantonese. I did not speak any of the Philippine languages, mm-hmm. but I could still tell who the gay men were uh yes yeah there is that sort of like gay voice that transcends culture and language that is kind of it's it's the inflection it's the speed it's the
0: yeah that yeah there's something something about so yeah gay voice we get that
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: but what i'm referring to here is looking at neither of us are bisexual we are Mm. we are practicing homosexuals yes and um you don't have to know why I'm said practicing. Well, my case. my
1: card's almost out of date. I got to renew it. This is true. Mine. But you renew it on your birthday, just like a driver's this is, license. This is true. So yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone knows this. Yes.
1: Um. But yeah. So there. Where
0: was I going with this? Oh right. Yes. Bisexual men. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. And I think that that's that's the piece here because one part of me is honestly wondering. Honestly yep. wondering mm-hmm. if you know when you are in a gay bar with other gay men, everyone sounds that much. Gayer.
1: Well, also everyone's yelling because they're trying to hear each other over the music, over,
0: over Britney's latest atrocity, as yeah, well as yeah. everyone
1: else who's also yelling over it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: So my point here is is that I feel like your your uh, intonations, etc., change depending on where you are. And I'm just wondering: do bisexual men sound less gay and therefore
1: harder to spot mm-hmm. because they're more often in straight spaces? I don't know. Uh, I, I know there, there is that phenomenon. My family's noticed it. Uh, my partner's noticed it, that when I speak with other gay men, I sound more gay. Mm. When I speak with my family, I sound less gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it I don't know what it is, but it, it is definitely a phenomenon for sure. Like my, my When I lived in Hamilton, my mother could tell which friends I was hanging out with Depending on yeah. how gay I sounded when I got mm. home. I, I don't know what it is, but there is that, that, that kind of exposure effect for sure. Um, there's a distancing thing there as well, where they, mm. they actually, there are sociolinguistic studies on this that, uh, actually mostly done in England, where people who are from like um, the East End, their Cockney accent is stronger when they speak to someone who does not have a Cockney accent, mm-hmm. because they're trying to. It's sort of like this distancing kind yeah, of yeah. thing.
0: Your your accent gives you a sense, not just yourself, a sense of where you are. Yeah. But it's it's contextual clues for for folks around you. Britain yeah. is beautiful for this. You, it you signals to other
1: people. You yeah. could
0: be a, the other side of a large hill mm-hmm. and have a different accent, which yes. is just fantastic.
1: Absolutely, and it's 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 sort of a social marker. And if you exaggerate your accent, it's a way of saying you are not one of us. But what is bisexual accent? Does it ex- evidently not? Because
0: none of these Australians could spot a bi man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like that's the perception of by voices being more masculine i think is quite interesting yes. i'm wondering if it's just to the ear uh, in mm-hmm. this study uh, that happened in australia if they're just if they are i don't know it's mm, it's a conundrum mhm it is a conundrum
1: normally what they would do is they would give them sample sentences i, I haven't read the details on the, the methodology for yeah, this we but yeah. i can tell you how these kinds of studies usually go is people read a sample sentence so they're not like you know, the the men are like, Ooh girl, yeah, I went out on the weekend for cocktails with the ladies like no it's, no no It's the same sentence. It'll be reads. and it'll be yeah, something yeah. banal, like the bad goose chased the rabbit. Mm-hmm. Or it'll be something like that. And just everybody says that sentence and then and then you judge it from that. So it, it tends to be very neutralized out and it's purely just about the sound of the voice. It'll be the, the, the register, the tone. There's the, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. The 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 range, the vocal range. Um, so basically like a narrow vocal range would be like this where you're speaking in a fairly flat tone and a mm-hmm. wider vocal range would be like this where you go up and down and up and down. So, um that actually is one of the reasons why uh, Michael Jackson, a lot of people perceived him as being gay because his voice, when he spoke, went up and down quite a bit. So it was not just like, oh, I have a new album coming out. But I have a new album coming out. And it'd be something mm-hmm. very wide range. And that is typically perceived as being more gay. But then there are communities of English speakers that do that as well. So um, the African-American accent... From the northern states has a very wide range. Yeah, From the southern states has a narrower range. you got all these regional differences. It's really interesting. Um, But there's little cues that you can pick up on, things like that. The depth of your voice, how long you speak. Uh, We don't really have vocal length as much anymore, but they do have that in England where, like, Mary and Mary are two different words Mm -hmm. according to how long you pronounce the E. So Mary, Mary. Yeah, one would be, like... Merriment, and
0: the other one would be a wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mary and Mary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in parts of England, no, I'm Wales, so it would be Mary, Mary. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, there's also Mary the name. Oh, that'd be Mary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Mary and Mary are also very much the same. When I was a kid, it always amazed me growing up that you, yep. year, year, and year were four different words. Mm. All right, let's move on to something um, completely different. Completely different. What I wanted to talk about. I loved this story. I thought. This was fantastic. And uh, our listeners can probably agree. Uh, Pride PEI announced after um, the premier of PEI was caught... uh, ...saying things that they were like, this is distasteful. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so they announced that they are not going to allow politicians... ...in the PEI Pride Parade. Yes. And I thought, yes, wonderful. If only we could just ban politicians from other places... That'd be excellent. If I had to choose between banning or...
1: politicians and banning banks, I would rather ban the banks. But the politicians are a very... They're close, very
0: close second. Very close, yeah, second, very yeah. close second. Yeah, very close second. Anyway, uh, PEI has now clarified. Yes. PEI Pride has clarified, it, which is less fun. Um, they're not necessarily banning politicians as people. Uh, they are banning politicians from doing uh, uh, having a partisan presence. Yes which I think is actually a a beautifully nuanced way of rolling this out. Mm -hmm. They're not saying you can't march in this parade. Yes. You as an individual can march in this parade Mm -hmm. because parades are for queer folks and our allies to take up and demonstrate in that space. Mm -hmm. But you cannot be a walking billboard for your next election campaign. Yeah, You know, it's about... You're either here for the message, mm-hmm. and if you're here for your message, we don't want you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is excellent. It's, it's that same underlying um, reasoning behind uh, what I feel was behind that allowing police officers to march as people mm-hmm. versus police officers marching with a rainbow-wrapped patrol car and you know yeah
1: i I remember there's a lot of controversy around that i thought the ottawa police actually came up with a pretty good solution a few years ago where the ottawa police marched but wearing uh polos with with branding on it but it was not a uniform yeah yeah like they like like split the difference like this isn't our because also the full uniform for police includes the vest and the gun it's yeah. part of the uniform. If yeah. you don't have the gun on you, you're out of uniform. And most people so, don't
0: know this, but if they are um, in a parade, mm-hmm. they can't respond if they're not in the right outfits. Like if something happened, yeah. Yeah. they're not allowed to respond if they're
1: not equipped appropriately. But yeah, so the, the a service uniform would split the difference. They could march in that. They, they, they don't have the air of uh, state-enforced authority. They are not mm-hmm. the branch of the law. They are not the, the action branch of the judicial system they're just people in uniforms who are there to service the community which is a different vibe
0: yeah i mean the idea of them in uniform still i think is part of the the broader debate but it was definitely a strong step in the right direction because queer folks know that when they see for for many queer folks their memories of interacting with the police Mm -hmm. is being
1: rounded up and pushed in the back of paddy wagons, you know what I mean? But it's so interesting because especially if you talk to the older generations, uh, a lot of them are like, I love seeing police in the parade, especially when they're uniform because it means they finally have our backs. They, they see that as a symbol of times are changing. They're mm. like, I know the past, I was there. But the younger
0: queers are like, I don't like seeing them in the parade because they still don't have our backs. And then they point to... But the they do. Because, mm. no.
1: Okay, okay, okay. But... It, <laughs> We, may,
0: we we continue to disagree on this, but let's just... If somebody to...
1: broke into your house right now and you called the police, they would show up. If Eventually. They, if they showed up... Well, I mean, we're, we're also in the suburbs. That's a million miles but from anywhere. Interesting. Let me,
0: we interviewed folks in Toronto and said, if you were mugged in the street at Knife Point, yeah. would you call the police? And they told me, no... Because I'd be in, I'd be more hassled by the police mm. than the guy that mugged me with a knife.
1: Well, the Toronto police, though. They're a
0: whole separate. kind are yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Ask the people in Durham Region who have so has the best reputation in the province.
0: <laughs> ask someone where there's nice police. Yeah, ask someone in not...
1: York Region. Ask somebody yeah. in Halton. That's not.
0: That's not really. I mean, you know, like that, I I feel like you're making my point for me. Now. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. All yeah, right,
0: yeah. let's jump to our first track. This is Igloo, but Okan. This is a fantastic track. Uh, it is uh, in uh, it's a land track and we will be back just now uh...
3: Lo que me provoca tu mirada No te atreverás. a dejar pasar la madrugada Cuando me dejas esperando Y vienes con un cuento Siento que ardo por dentro Dame aquello que te pedí No me dejes tirar de aquí que no sé cómo conseguir Que quiera más y más y más Solo quiero que seas tú Aquí te espero
0: Welcome back to Kangaroo, home of Canada's queer media. My name remains Luke Smith.
1: And I'm Sebastian.
0: Now, uh, I did want to mention a couple of uh, uh, Canadian stories. Let's, uh, let's, let's get through them and, and get them out of the way. Now, first off uh, is we talked about some flags and things that got stolen in Waterloo. Was it mm-hmm. Waterloo?
1: Uh, winds oh there is flags stolen all over the province
0: they're all over the province mm-hmm. anyway um, at the start of July we talked about a man who was then arrested for this this mischief
1: okay
0: um, somebody was seen removing pride sounds from the windows of businesses and making threatening comments mm-hmm. um, there were more thefts the next uh, week like this guy was on a mission uh, going around town taking down uh, um, Uh, pride flags on Ainsley Street in Cambridge and Main Street in Cambridge. It was Main Street. Anyway, a 59-year-old Cambridge man was then arrested July 9th and charged with six counts of mischief under 5,000 and one count of uttering threats. Uh, He has since been charged again with three counts of theft and attempted theft and mischief under 5,000. So being a dick, going around town, Mm. stealing all of the signs and pride flags... Uh, equals, what was that, about a half dozen charges on, on mischief under 5,000? I think my point here is, what? You cannot stroll down Main Street, go up to businesses, and take their stuff
1: because you don't like it. Not without an exchange <laughs> of, of currency, anyway. Exactly. I and mean, just how ridiculous is part this? Part of my brain is like, let's let's say that I was sympathetic to a homophobe, and I was like, yes, me too. I would still say that's a bit much. And don't you have like a hobby or a family or a yeah. job? But or... the
0: audacity. The, that's the, a lot of time. The gall to feel like, to, to feel so self-entitled that your opinion on this means that you can walk up to other people's property Take it down, grumble, complain and threaten and move about your business and expect no
1: consequences. I've seen people walking around neighborhoods tearing signs off of lampposts, you know, like, you know, printed at home and just strapped up with some gaffer tape of some variety. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and half the time I'm like, that's, you that, know, I feel like. a eyesore. I'm yeah. fine with that. I'm fine with you tearing things off of lampposts. But that's that's something completely different.
0: Than tearing down flags that businesses have put
1: up. I don't know.
0: Mm. It's, for me, this is I mean, good on Cambridge police, I suppose, for, for following through and, and continuing uh, the, the, pr- the prosecution here. Mm-hmm. Um, but just sometimes it makes me think like we had that grumpy old man out in B.C. who yelled at this small child and made a nine-year-old girl cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is this? There's this sense of entitlement where people believe they can get away with this. Like, it's, it's, that's not normal behavior. Come on now. Come on now. Do better. Uh-huh. Do
1: better. That's your response. Do
0: better. Okay. Actually, it reminds me... Uh, it, we're going we're gonna, to... Uh, we might play a, a short clip right now. There is a new Fox News host mm-hmm. who just started his new job and uh, his mum called. Yeah. His mother called into the show... And told him not to be a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. And to just mind your business about other people's bodies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, when it it comes to something, when a news reporter's mum is phoning in to tell them to do better. Mm -hmm. You know, I would die of embarrassment if my mother uh, phoned in to tell me to do better. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe she should. I don't know. Uh, Moving on, let's talk about gay
1: water. Okay, yes. This surprised me when I read this because I I bartended in a gay bar for about three years, on and off. Well, cumulatively about three years. It was spread out over about five, but still. Um, and uh, I had never heard this term for a, a specific mixed drink that I do not ever remember serving. So apparently, in quote-unquote the gay world, uh, the 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 mixing of vodka and soda is so common in gay bars that they call it gay water now in my time this is actually something that i i've surprised a lot of people with um in my time working in the gay bar the number one thing that i did was pull pints um just we had domestic and usually a premium on tap and i would just pull pints and half pints all day sometimes i would open bottles of beer Um, sometimes I would pour a glass of wine, but other than beer, the thing that I did most often was like, uh, uh, you know, Ryan ginger, Ryan Coke, rum and Coke, that kind of thing. Very simple. I don't ever remember pouring a vodka soda ever once. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just, I was on Hamilton and Hamilton has sort of a rough and tumble reputation. Uh, so maybe that's it. And, you know, a lot of people assume that people go in and they ask for fancy drinks like Cosmos and whatnot. And I made those a few times. Um, Sunday mornings, a lot of people came in and asked for Caesars. Of course, um, they referred to them as breakfast. So that that was a, a common thing. So, you know, I'll have a breakfast, please. And that was, you know, you just make a Caesar for them. If they call it breakfast, you you go a little bit light on the Tabasco. That's, that's the only difference. If they call it a Caesar, go heavy on the Tabasco. But anyway, mm. um, if the bar was slow, people would often experiment with fancy drinks, but people didn't like being a burden, so they didn't want to ask for something that takes four minutes to make because they didn't want to annoy the other customers. They didn't want to take up more space than they felt comfortable with. The only thing that I made on a regular basis was there was one customer who regularly asked for Monte Cristos, which is a cocktail involving hot coffee. So I'd have to go and put on the coffee machine, which is fine by me because I drank a lot of coffee anyway, so it was... Having a pot on the go is 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 probably a good thing. Not a bad thing, exactly, Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, this whole gay water thing, um, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but apparently uh, maybe it's a New York or San Francisco or Miami or L.A. thing? I think, it, 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 I think you're right. I think it's an American thing. So Spencer uh,
0: Hudson, who was the former head of corporate social at Yahoo,
1: okay. uh,
0: became a bit of a TikTok influencer, talking about his life as a millennial gay. Okay. Uh, and Fan wasn't being challenged or learning or growing in much the same way as he used to be in terms of his tech job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and started up a side business where you can get a can of Gay Water mm-hmm. TM, yeah, uh, and it is it is literally a vodka soda in a can, yeah, with with a bit of lime, with a bit of lime. Um, and he hopes that this new branded drink, Gay Water, will help to destigmatize the word gay, uh, normalize the word gay uh, in terms of the beverage industry. I don't know if it, if if gay needs a rebranding.
1: <laughs> I also don't think a mixed alcoholic beverage is going to do that work. I think you get a lot more out of, uh, I don't know, positive role models in the media. Kind of it thing. is a lovely looking can. I Honestly, I think Neil Patrick Harris having a stable relationship with his husband and adopting two children has done more for gay men mm. than an alcoholic beverage will. Because I remember when Neil Patrick Harris came out, got married started adopting kids and people started asking him stuff and he's like why would i be in an open relationship with my husband and two kids like mm-hmm. a lot of the stereotypes about gay men and he was just like no just shut that down and that kind of did a lot of positive positive. Mm-hmm. and people be like well you know there's people out there who are blah blah, blah. and neil patrick harris was like yeah that's fine because it's a plurality there's more than one way of being a gay man i'm one of them congratulations you just met a yeah. s- stable monogamous family oriented gay man they exist get over it which was such a weird thing of being like, yeah, I'm I I mean I don't want to say a normal, but basically I'm a normal, but also gay. Why is that shocking? Um, I don't know if if a canned beverage is gonna fix the world. You know,
0: I I am you know I'm like you do you. you oh yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Make, make the side hustle. You know, build a business. Uh, honestly, uh, RTDs, ready-to-drink, pour-over drinks, are where the industry is. Mm-hmm. He's tapping in at the right moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think he's doing really well. Honestly, if it was gay water, vodka soda-ish, but was non-alcoholic, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. That would be worth talking about. That
1: would just be a soda you, yeah. with lime in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lime. Yeah, okay, you've got me there. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't know. As long as he doesn't go prosecuting people or you know, for for damages if they use the word gay uh-huh. in, in other products. Uh-huh. Um, we'll see. But yeah, gay water bubbling up in the news. Um, although, yeah, it's a soda, so it definitely has bubbles. Okay, yeah. Uh, certainly quite
1: the uh, quite the thing going on. Um, I mean, on the one hand, it kind of sounds refreshing. But, I mean, if I were to get a refreshing beverage in the summer, I would... Uh, well, I mean, you know my favorite cocktail. It's a gin and cock- tonic. Well, my favorite summer cocktail. Oh,
0: is a Long Island iced tea? No,
1: close, but no. Just iced tea, plain old iced tea, and gin. Mm. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah. And and garbage gin as well. Because like, if you get your garbage gin, it's like, oh, it's like you're sucking on a juniper bush. Mm-hmm. But when you mix that with iced tea, you want that intense flavor. Tea. My
0: favorite one is uh, let me let me see if I can find it because there was a Quebec gin mm-hmm. uh, which was like licking the forest floor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of them are like that, yeah. Yeah,
0: this is true. I I'm going to try and find the name of this gin so I can warn others about yeah, this particular a gin. A word of
1: warning to the audience, both uh, uh, Luke and I are primarily gin drinkers, and we have very strong opinions about that. And a lot of them are, are really try-hardy when it comes to getting the botanical flavors in there. And some of them go the opposite direction. They're trying to avoid being try-hardy, and it's just basically vodka with a vague aftertaste of rose, at which point just vodka and put in a drop of rose water i don't know i know gin's weird gin's weird
0: yeah i can't find the name of that gin but uh it would. you know because you're right that gin's come in all sorts of flavors uh anyway we're moving
1: on we're not sponsored by the alcohol industry the but, gin uh, industry yeah yeah, uh, uh, yeah. but yeah anyway. the the i don't know the i don't think what what the community needs to rally itself forward is a, uh, a beverage um but um there was that thing about gay bacon about a decade ago, if you remember gay bacon. Gay bacon? Yeah, you've never heard about gay bacon? I'm forgetting, about what is gay What what is gay bacon? You know when you go to like a, a pick and mix? The oh, yes!
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the candy. Yeah, the candy, yeah. Oh, the multicolored, the rainbow bacon strips.
1: The rainbow, the yes. rainbow sugar rainbow. I can't have them because they have gluten in them for some reason. Yeah, gay bacon. Yeah. Now I know what
0: you're saying. Yeah, gay yeah. bacon, yeah.
1: All
0: right, moving on. I want to talk about Copenhagen Pride as because the Danes absolutely. Now Copenhagen Pride, the Pride parade, which is uh, happening very soon, I think 19th of August, will become the first Pride parade mm-hmm. to use a hundred percent
1: electric vehicles. okay <laughs> okay that's that's kind of a, a hippie move, but I'm into it.
0: I yeah I mean it makes sense because you're not driving that far yeah. you know you don't need a 500 kilometer range. For a Pride, maybe for Toronto Pride, because it's a long parade, but you don't need it for, like, your little Copenhagen Pride.
1: Carbon-burning engines uh, are twice as polluting when they're on idle. This is true. So, actually, that's one of the reasons why I don't like parades, because you're just standing there huffing fumes for an hour. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And then you get in the parade. Anyway, so then uh, Copenhagen Pride has also rolled out reusable cups and biodegradable confetti. You know, and it makes sense to me. It's like, look, you're, uh, it's a large outdoor event. Mm-hmm. There are lots of different things you can do to minimize the climate impact of that event, okay. which are really not groundbreaking. Instead of styrofoam cups, use paper cups mm-hmm. that can biodegrade. Instead of tiny bits of um, metal and plastic for uh, confetti and, and, and um, I want to say, sprinkles, sparkles. Sprinkle sparkles. Glitter. That's the word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every vacuum's nightmare. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Gay men actually exude it. It's how we sweat. We, we sweat glitter.
1: I stopped mm. sweating glitter when I was about 24. Mm, yeah, it's uh, true. That's how you
0: can identify a twink is yeah. at night you shine a, a high power torch. Yep. Yep. And if they look like Edward Cullen, yep. that's a gay man.
1: But being glitter, I didn't actually get it out of my life until I was 35. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: i still see some in the crevices of your
1: ear um
0: anyway moving on but yeah copenhagen pride looking to become one of the world's first if not the world's first uh and it
1: possibly climate neutral pride event. And the thing is like you can get pretentious about this and go out of your way to a point where it's weird and inconvenient but a lot of these things are things where it's like you have three options on the table like you said with the cups you got styrofoam cups plastic cups paper cups the caterer is offering all three, and you say, may as well go paper. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we, they're not try-harding. They're just basically making simple choices. They're just choices.
0: doing better choices. Simple choices. Yeah.
1: The electric vehicle thing is a bit... Well, it's also Northern you know, Europe. They There
0: are so many electric vehicles in Europe yeah. that uh, it is very much doable. Yeah. And so they are just going to do it.
1: They're just going to do it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah.
0: and for me, that makes a lot of sense. Now, in the Canadian market, are there the same number of uh, electric vehicles to pull people around? I'm willing to bet Vancouver and Toronto,
1: possibly the rest of the country, maybe not so much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're not quite there yet, which is fine. Um, but no, Montreal I thought... Montreal would all
1: be driven by bikes. This is true. Because Montreal, yeah. a lot of people but, don't know this. It is a biker city now. They have, they have changed.
0: You know what? I wonder if Amsterdam is actually a more eco-friendly... No, because they're all on boats. People don't realise this, but Amsterdam Pride is on boats. Okay, it, they, they use the canals. Okay. The parade is the canals. Yes, um, So they're all on boats, but I feel like maybe they have gas engines to move the boats. Probably yeah yeah Probably. okay oh,
1: yeah. Although actually, um, Amsterdam has recently banned cruise ships because mm. uh, well from of the waves uh, from landing in the city. No, because cruise ships are some of the biggest polluters on the planet, mm. and also because they show up and they just dump like five thousand people out on the city all at once. Yeah, and the the region surrounding the ports gets consumed basically. Like, there's a few Greek islands that have banned cruise ships because. You know, you have a Greek island with, like, 30,000 people on it. Cruise ship shows up with 5,000 people. Now all the grocery stores are empty. Yeah. yeah. So now you have to have a warehouse just for, like, food stores. Just The occasional
0: cruise ship storage. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. so that you
1: don't starve the people on the island. But, like, Mm. what are the shopkeepers going to say? Like, don't give me your money? So it's this weird environment. There's a lot of places that are starting to ban cruise ships. Yeah. Really what they need to do is just stop making mega cruise ships. Well, I mean, that's how they... Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, the environmentalism thing. There's a way to do it that makes sense. I, I've seen a few people bend over backwards in a way where they're just creating other problems elsewhere. Like, you want to do an environmentalism thing that's great, but now what you're doing is you're making choices that makes it difficult for low-income people to, to participate. Because, like, um, for example... Using you know, paper cups? Not not, not with paper cups. There are other things where, like, the environmental option is more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, solar... You but have, I mean,
0: I think as an organization... Making that decision makes sense. Yeah. I think Europeans are far more cognizant yeah. of the impact of climate change. I mean, honestly, right now we are getting tornadoes in Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, fires in Neymar province. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Canada is suffering the, the consequences of, of global warming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so making better choices makes sense, you know, when you think of it like that. Um, anyway, we're going to discuss...
1: Um, that actually kind of makes me think of a modified version of an existing joke. And that would be, how can you tell if a tree is native Canadian or imported? How? It's on fire.
0: Because the
1: original joke is, is, how can you tell if a a, a cow is British or French? Oh, because it's a fridge? It's on fire. Oh. Because the mad cow disease thing. Oh. Yeah. But
0: I told that joke to somebody <laughs> once. They said... Um, what did one cow what, what did one cow say to the other cow one cow says to the other cow, uh, "Did you hear about that mad cow disease going around?" Mm. And then the other cow goes, uh, "Don't affect me, I'm a fridge mm-hmm. um, <laughs> And because uh, obviously it had lost its mind and uh, nobody got the joke and I was so disappointed. anyway, hopefully somebody out there found my terrible joke not as bad. Mm. We're moving to dynasties. How do you do calling you and we will be back just. And I'm Sebastian. Do you know? Yes, I know? That the gays are good for the economy.
1: I've heard. Yes.
0: I've, you, you've heard of this. Yeah. You've heard this. So on June 24th, uh, it was uh, Pride Day in Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. Okay. And the there's an organisation there called AIB Spend Trend, and they essentially analyse local uh, ec- economic activity, restaurant spend, small business spend, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. during bank holidays, festivals, parades, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they found that Dublin Pride was a peak spend date in Dublin. That the local businesses made more money on that one day during the Pride Parade. Than the June bank holiday in Ireland. Oh, okay. Like, there's more people coming out, doing stuff, buying things. Apparently, there was between sixty and eighty thousand people that participated uh, in this pride parade. Um, and yeah, no, it was it was not only just it wasn't just good for the local economy; <laughs> mm-hmm. it was a boon for the local economy.
1: I know that here in Ottawa, the bank street business association as well as the market downtown and there's a fourth business association local business association Mm -hmm. um invest in pride because they always make their money back yeah 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 and the better pride is the more likely they are to make their money back so there there is a lot of that there's i've seen bidding wars happen in cities Um, This is the kind of thing we don't necessarily report on the news because it's kind of boring, but we hear... Well, I mean, it's boring if you're not us. To us, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. But but we are easily fascinated. You hear about something like uh, uh, Hamilton Pride, actually. Year by year, it seems to change location. It's because, uh, partly behind the scenes, there are bidding wars because people want the event to be in their part of town so that they can make all the profits.
0: I remember and this just makes me sound old, but I remember when uh, we were involved with uh, Ottawa Pride mm. and the local gay bars refused to join as sponsors. They, they like, put no money mm. into um, the actual organization of Pride. Mm-hmm. And there was a serious question about moving it out of the village mm-hmm. because all the other businesses on other streets were like, well, yes. You're going to bring how many tens of thousands of people onto the street Mm -hmm. that will be sold out. Mm -hmm. And it's the assumption that just because they're there in the village that they don't need to kind of participate but still take advantage of that influx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a whole thing. But, yeah, no, it it didn't end up moving out of it. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, a lot of people come in, see the parade. Yeah. And then maybe they want
1: to get a pastrami sandwich on the way back. There's a really good taco place on Bank Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know the one I'm talking? About? It, it used a... to be across from where you used to work. Oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. They they have good chorizo there, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, but I mean,
0: Toronto Pride moved <laughs> down to uh, that. It goes down Yonge Street. Yeah, and then it uh, this year it ended up over at uh, City Hall. Okay, you know, and and I don't know. The parades all over the country, like Halifax Parade, has changed its route a almost times, every yeah. year. It, it happens. And I think a part of it is city planning. A part of it is, you know, those businesses where the parade is Mm -hmm. brings a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, those businesses want to be involved. Now, somebody who doesn't want any kind of parade uh, is uh, um, uh, Recep uh, Erdogan, the, the president of Turkey. And so much so that this hapless young 20-year-old Portuguese man Mm -hmm. found himself behind bars for 20 days. He claims... For looking a bit gay.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you heard about this, I looked a bit gay and
1: was arrested story? Yes, I, I did hear this. Um, and as far as I know, the the man in question is not gay. He's just European. He is just European. Yeah. Just European. And happened to be in the wrong part of town at the wrong time of he day. He was
0: the wrong town, yeah. wrong day. Too European looking, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah. So essentially, as we we noticed before, we, we we said before that uh, uh, Erdogan, when he ran for office, uh, really targeted homosexual communities.
1: Well, ran for office between many many quotation many, uh, marks. Quotation that, mark. that was a. Yeah election. An
0: election. Yes, yeah, with yeah. a
1: democratic voting winner between yeah, yeah. very heavy quotation Yeah, marks. no
0: other political parties were definitely not pressured or arrested.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway,
0: so yeah, that, that happened in Turkey. He was elected mm. uh, another time, but in his campaign uh, targeted LGBTQ folks uh, said he would ban the Pride Parade. Uh, people held the Pride Parade in Istanbul anyway. Yes, they did. This poor man. Mm-hmm. happened to be literally lost yeah uh, about two blocks away goes up to a police officer asking for directions mm-hmm. they assume he is a gay man mm-hmm. for this illegal pride protest uh, but he was just european
1: and he had blonde hips. Yeah,
0: which is, just, I mean, that's a crime in itself. I, I, 20, 20 days blonde
1: tips seems about right for me. This actually does tie into a conversation that, I mean, I don't want to keep bringing it back to Ottawa, but I mean, Ottawa is one of the best examples of this. Um, back in the 80s, there was a famous case of a straight man who was murdered for being perceived as gay. And the local community here were saying to the police, like, look, it's not just about the gays. Like, if you make the, the community safer for LGBT folks, you're also making it safer for just, like, any kind of non-conforming heterosexual person mm-hmm. as well. Because as far as we know, the young man in question who died here in Ottawa, it was the 80s. And it was just, he really liked flock of seagulls or something. He mm-hmm. just had fabulous hair and nice new shoes and he was just assumed to be gay. Yeah. And yep. for that, he was murdered by a group of total strangers. And you should be able to... I don't know. You, you should be able to have like a, a an interesting and different haircut without worrying about violence. And it, it's not about gay or straight. It's just about violence against people who are perceived as being a little bit different. And... That is not great. So the
0: case you're talking about was 1991, but it happens even now. Yeah. There was a case. This, we tend not to touch on American news because there's a lot of it, and it's terribly depressing. Um, and it's so, easier
1: to find than the Canadian. This
0: days, is true. You know? So Tommy W. Earl have, was just a, uh, charged. He was 67 years old for the murder of 59 year old Michelle Diane Peacock in Richmond, Indiana. On July the 3rd, because uh, earlier in the year, he saw, um, he saw uh, Michelle assumed that she was trans, stabbed and killed her.
2: Hmm.
0: Dion was not trans. She was a cisgendered, a, a woman born, woman at birth. Um, but obviously, to this guy, mm. looked trans. She was just and that
1: was enough. A woman who spent her life on a farm.
0: And I think this is why we are we are so concerned. You know, yeah. our trans folks, the canaries in the coal mine here, that mm. by allowing this vitriol and hate, mm-hmm. if you look a little bit trans, mm-hmm. or that young girl who was harassed by that grumpy old man in BC, mm-hmm. who looked a bit boyish you know what I mean? It's not just trans folks are victims here. It's yeah, she just had, had short hair. In. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and it's so weird because now what it's doing is it's it's uh, forcing people to the corners where um, I don't know, the, the the whole conversation has gotten weird because now you have um, straight men with long hair and they have long hair because maybe they're from a culture that where long hair is normal or maybe they're just into heavy metal or mm-hmm. maybe they just wanted long hair and people ask, are asking them their pronouns, and they're like, "I mean, that's okay, that's that's fine that you're asking, but I'm just a guy with long hair. Like, that doesn't make me gender yeah. non-conforming just because I have long hair." Yeah. Um, and now what's happening? It just is, makes for a more expensive haircut. Uh, for some reason, yeah. Um, but it's it has made. A non-complicated issue, far more complicated than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Like, some girls have short hair, some guys have long hair. This is something that we established in the 60s, basically. Mm-hmm. With, like, you know, th- there was... I don't know if you, you you ever read about this, but there was a controversy because the Beatles, their hair was long enough that it touched their ears. Outrage. And they were just these shaggy hippies and they were these effeminate young men because their hair was long enough to mm-hmm. touch their but, ears. I mean,
0: Elvis Presley had
1: the same backlash.
0: You know, his hip thrusting mm. was just, you know, too and then, much.
1: What's her face from Rosemary's Baby? She got a, a very short haircut at the end mm-hmm. of the movie, and everyone was like, oh my god, short hair on a, a scandalo. woman. Scandalous. Scandalous. And that actually popularized the, the, the pixie cut. The pixie cut, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: there is uh, so much more going on, but I think folks are starting to realize, and we talked about it on a lot here, we're like, look, this obsession, people who judge actually said that there is an obsession over LGBT folks, and it's just a distraction. Mm. You know, I want to know about how political parties are planning to actually address... Climate change? Like, mm. are you going to make it easier to transition to green vehicles? Mm. I don't really care anymore mm. about your stance on social policies. I want to know how you're going to handle the economy. Yeah. I bring this up because there were two by elections in the UK, and now the Conservative Party have been pinning their hats on social issues, mm. and they got battered in the two by elections. Strong yeah. 20,000 seat margins mm-hmm. for Conservative parties got beaten out by yeah. both Liberals, uh, sorry, uh, Labour and the NDP, the equivalent of the Liberals and the, no, no, uh, Lib Dems. You, you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One took one, the other one took the other. And I think people are pointing to this being like, look, not only are people annoyed, frustrated, just tired, yeah. it's also not going to win you votes no, Yeah, because yeah. it lost you these. So who knows? I think when we roll into 2024, mm. the presidential election, the the dial is going to be yeah. turned right up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hopefully we can find some. some there's a lot ground. of issues that aren't being
1: dealt with, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of those things where where you know X happens, queers most affected. You know, there, there's yeah, that kind yeah. of a trope, but it is like inflation is hitting the queer community real hard mm. because even though there is that stereotype of two incomes, no children. Um, that there is that sort of like apex fallacy like the the gay men who are doing very well are quite exceptionally doing well whereas if you actually look at the demographics of the LGBT community on average they make lower than the average median income for that region if i
0: recall correctly canadian trans folks have either more degrees or a higher level of education are, than the average mm. are earning less mm-hmm. than the average. So they're better educated but earn less. Now that is, that is some, some, mm-hmm. that's a head scratcher.
1: Well, I mean, it depends on what the degrees are in. But oh, I mean, oh my God, that's so true. Apart from that, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, the, the, the rental crisis, the housing crisis, the inflation, the, like, there's a whole bunch of issues mm-hmm. where, like, the community really should, I mean, really just everything you tell me in in
0: detail Uh how your political party plans to stabilize rents in downtown urban areas Mm. instead of telling me about whether or not a trans woman can swim in a swimming team Mm. you know what i mean like there are more laws introduced in the u.s about trans participation in sports than there are trans people participating in those sports. Mm-hmm. Like we have more important pressing items to deal with. It's 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 um, you know often in politics referred to as a dog whistle, mm-hmm. or oh, it's it's a distraction. It really is Jaden Essence Hall going look over there mm. and not looking at the real issues that we have in front of us. That was a very gay reference for anyone uh, uh, paying attention. Um, we have run out of time. Oh, have we? We, we have. We have run out of time. Uh, we're playing out with a track that we actually really quite like. This is Nameless Friends with Seven Years of Bad Blood. They are described as think big, big music, big sound, big ideas. Go big or go home. In this case, back to London, Ontario, uh-huh. uh, where they originate from. Uh, this is great. This is some glam rock um, stuff. It's excellent. This is Nameless Friends, Seven Years of Blood. I have been Luke Smith. And I've been Sebastian. Thank
1: you for listening.